Welcome to Honestly Her, a podcast to help you build a path to your entrepreneurial dreams. You'll hear stories from inspiring and successful women covering how they build up the confidence to take the leap, to live their dream, and to take control. Now, your host, Callie Burr. Hey, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Honestly Her, episode three today. We have the amazing Gab Olga coming on the show with us today to share with us her entrepreneurial journey um, and, you know, the hurdles and things that she's faced along the way. Gab is an amazing person and close friend of mine. She is all about inspiring people to live a happier, healthier lifestyle um, and supporting them in doing that. So without any further ado, I will bring along Gab for you. Okay, I have the amazing Gabriella on the line with us today. Um, now, Gabrielle is here to share her story with you and she'll do it a lot better than I will. So I will um, hand over to her. How are you, Gabrielle? Hey, Kelly, I'm great. Thank you. That's good. So obviously we're here today to learn a little bit about you and your journey and your story into where you are today and the amazing business that you've got in front of you now. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Excellent. So if you want to tell um, our listeners a little bit about where your journey started um, and how you came about the idea of the plant body solution business. Yeah, sure. Well, it was about 10 years ago now. So I've been plant-based for 10 years and it started off, um, I was pregnant with my second baby so oh, so actually my third so I had one when I was really young like 21 and then uh, we ended up having a bit of a break and um, I uh, met somebody else many years later and we got pregnant with my second child and things started to change around then which was 10 years ago and um, mm-hmm. I had been carrying quite a bit of weight uh, around the pregnancy before and after and also my skin was really bad I had severe period pains every month like obviously in the lead up to pregnancy not during the pregnancy but then um, it was just my skin looked sallow I had this big spot on my chin that I could seem to be like part of my complexion I couldn't get rid of it Mm -hmm. and I just felt really lacking in energy and I just thought, if this is where motherhood is going, I'm going to need to rethink <laughs> my corporate career because I was living in Sydney at the time. I had a really high-flying, I was self-employed as a high-profile corporate you know, career mm-hmm. um, woman and I needed to show up every day and I was getting paid very well to do so, but I looked like a frumpy old bag and oh, I did sure. not have the <laughs> to carry me through the day. So I started uh, Googling, uh, as it was back then, in my spare time to look for answers. And back then, like 10 years ago, there wasn't much to be found around this vegan lifestyle, which mm. wasn't plant-based. 
it was vegan then and the all the websites looked like hippie websites but i did come across a couple that seemed to have some scientific background some kind of research and i started digging into that and i yeah. started reading about how milk and dairy and eggs were perhaps not what my mother had always told me because i grew up on a real farmer's diet you know it was meat and three veg and the veg yep. were all steeped in butter or cream <laughs> and inch thick uh, butter on your white bread and that was our lifestyle so when i started reading into this i'm thinking gosh this isn't what i had come to know this yeah. I was 110 kilos during pregnancy and you know that from my frame today was just so that that was a that was a big weight gain and yet I was eating what my mother had always told me to eat and I was eating what society had always said was good for calcium and good for all that so mm. um, it was very interesting to start reading another perspective and I started getting curious and it started to re really resonate with what my I guess what my intuition was telling me which was you know this is not good for my skin it's not good for uh, my monthly cramping it's not yeah. good for my weight and so I I made the decision that I was just going to stop doing all of that and try incorporating different kinds of food so I did and the results were dramatic I lost 20 kilos within six months so that it wasn't wow. a big like that's not a huge shift necessarily in six months that's quite a uh, a gradual thing but it was the energy that I felt during that time that kept me motivated and I realized that it was just such a natural thing and it was just such a it felt so good in my bones and in every core of my being and consciously because my conscious always came into this I was wanting to be a vegetarian for so long and I tried yeah. it but my mum my married she married a meat and um, uh, a beef and uh, sheep farmer that, oh, wow. that kind of really <laughs> set the cat amongst the pigeons with my new eating goals so um, I never really got the opportunity but I always loved animals and so not only did it that my, was my body telling me this was all right and and good for my body but it was the right thing for me ethically and morally so I loved it and yeah that's just what kept me going and it was around about 2013 that I decided I would I could teach people about this and mm -hmm. start a brick and mortar coaching business to help people go plant-based and I did it in this tiny country town we'd relocated from Sydney back to New Zealand 20,000 population and I figured though that there were people like me who wanted to go plant-based yeah and I got a couple of coach clients and it was all really good but then it was really in 2014 when I did B school and that's Marie Folio's uh, mm -hmm. school I did that online and she opened my eyes to wow what if you could take this online and reach a bigger demographic and reach more people just like you um all around the world and mm. that's when i just kind of went wow that's crazy good i need to get on this because <laughs> then i've got i've got you know the touch point to reach out to a lot more people than my little country bumpkin town of twenty thousand people so i did a certificate in plant-based nutrition with the e cornell university and that was through the t colin campbell uh, 
population who take on all the plant-based world of plant-based nutrition. So I certified with him now in 2015 and I was working for Weight Watchers at the time and because I had really learned how to lose weight through healthy eating, mm. it was that beca- that became my my shtick, I guess. Uh, I was coaching with women every day through Weight Watchers, yet I was learning through the certification and plant based nutrition how everything they were teaching us really a lot of it went against the Weight Watchers um philosophy. Wow. And, so how did know, you cope with that? Kinds of things that they would be Yeah, so I was um very conflicted and so I reached out to my groups. I was running three um different regions at that time in meetings once a week. Plus I was also work, working a corporate job studying and raising a family of five so it was like the busiest time of my (laughs) life and I reached out to them I said look I'm gonna have to move away from doing this and working with you every week but I'll be back and I'll be back through my own uh, practice which will be an online practice and I'll help you lose weight and but not only just lose weight but get healthy and that's where it all sort of was born and I haven't really look back it's just been uh, a business that's been able to move with me as I've moved countries and my lifestyle has changed my kids have aged it's just something that now I've taught them about and I've taught my clients about and it's just a big part of my life yeah and how's your mum handle it now (laughs) my mum that's funny so um my stepfather unfortunately passed away before we left New Zealand, who was oh, my sorry to hear that. advocate. Oh, thanks. And, um, yeah, when he passed and my mum decided that she was going to look to move and be close uh, to uh, family, mm. she moved to Brisbane after we re- relocated. So she's actually living not very far from me. And she's the first one to ring me and tell me all about how there's plant-based foods popping up in Caboolture, which is where she's living, in yep. her markets and all around her place. Yet um, I'm not sure that she will ever go plant-based herself. If she was living with us, I might be with a chance. But, um, yeah, she's definitely got it top of mind. And, um, yeah, she feels like mum and me are best friends. So it's, it's a really good relationship. And she she loves what I do. But, she might not necessarily put her whole foot in. She just dips her toes in once in a while. And when my kids go to stay with her, uh, as nanas have their, you know, the the grandkids, mm. uh, she, she tries to slip things past them. But some of the older ones are a little bit more sophisticated. <laughs> they ask to read the labels, and they say, "Oh, actually, you know, there's honey in that nana, so I'm not going to have that." Um, diplomatically they've, they've, they've learned and grown through the whole experience as well. Yeah. And so your, your husband and all your kids are all plant-based as well? My kids are. It took uh, one of my kids who's most like my husband to, to change, I guess. Uh, and we never put the pressure on. When the kids were growing up, I felt very conflicted because I never knew what you know, how to 
to guide them and it was such a conflict I used to write to people and ask them like what do I do people have been at this a lot longer than what I had back, yeah. in, back in the day and the only thing I could come up with was they they eat the way we eat in the house if I'm the main cook so whatever I make they eat and that's a foregone conclusion which was totally fine by me totally fine mm-hmm. because it's it, it makes it made sense but when they're outside of the house and they're going to kids' birthday parties or they're going to nanas or other people's places who aren't necessarily the same way inclined to our eating, then they get to choose, you know, and, and they get the right to decide what they want to do. and They get to exercise those opinions and thoughts and wishes. So when they go out, they have total rights to do whatever they want outside of the house. And that has worked so well for us. And that is, strongly what I suggest to my clients who are trying to navigate this world with their own families is you know exercise the right outside of the house and you'll find that as they get a little bit older and if you've done the education and you're their first model that they will naturally come to their own conclusions anyway and some of it will be towards what they've learned from you and some of it will actually challenge you along the way like I get asked questions by them they're they're my strongest clients in a way I get asked (laughs) all sorts of questions (laughs) and in a really innocent kind of way that take me back to what the schoolyard is saying and take me back to what Nana's telling them and all that stuff so it's it's fantastic and um I've just got to keep an open mind but um that's worked really really well for us and and hubby he he's converted or not no, he's not. He's he eats uh, what we eat at the house, just like the kids. Um, yeah. Almost all of the time, he'll do that. But he loves to get his takeout. Uh, <laughs> he will. <laughs> he'll look to convince the kids that it's pizza night tonight, and we get to take away or we get to eat out. We're at the birdie joint around the corner, and he most of the time the kids will just do what they want to do, which is as I'm seeing things more unfold these days they will go plant-based but he and I always make sure we can go somewhere where at least I can get a plant-based meal yeah um, I, you know but the kids sometimes they want to mudlock him and they'll order like I noticed my six-year-old recently he ordered we were at grilled and he ordered a, a beef beefy kids burger and he wouldn't eat it like his taste buds have already changed he didn't want to eat it we never said anything about it yeah. and he just said, oh, I'm not really into that. I'll just have some chips. And so, so that was really interesting to me, uh, being the last on down the line. But, yeah, hubby, he, he will, wherever he can, totally exercise his rights. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> good. Because, yeah, because <laughs> as you know, like I, I've started down that journey myself and my husband is no way inclined. Like he's supportive, but there, but he's no way inclined to go down that path himself. So I'm glad I'm not alone on that. Absolutely. And where it really started with that was, again, this uh, kind of guilt, a lot of guilt came up with, well, I'm the woman and I've always made the food in the house. Should I not be making him a separate you know, meaty dish? Or, yes. Um, should I not be buying that food? And so what happened for a while there was before we came up with the, the, the way that we would run the house, which is they exercise the right outside the house, but anything I said goes, was if I'm doing all the grocery shopping and I'm doing all the cooking, then I get to choose. But before then, I did go through this little bit of flex of, 
oh, let me just buy these iPhillips stakes because I know he'll love them. And he always used to say to me, gosh, Gab, you might be vegan, but holy hell, can you cook a steak perfectly? And it was always like this, <laughs> this, this superpower that I had that I knew exactly how he liked meat to be cooked, even though I was not really touching it or, yeah. you know, dealing with that. But, um, yeah, these days, I, I don't, can't even remember the last time I made a mistake, the poor bugger, but he's not complaining. <laughs> like, like your husband sounds, he's, he's totally on board with it, but he totally exercises his rights whether it's yeah. by takeout or outside the house, yeah. Yeah. So I suppose, you know, getting back to the business stuff, like what, when do you think, um, obviously, congratulations, you've recently made a, a huge leap into, you know, doing your business as your full-time passion and venture, which is amazing and a huge a huge step to take in what you're doing. Um, but I suppose when did you, when was the realization for you that this is it, this is your passion, this is what you want to be doing, this is, you know, where, where your future lies? Can you recall that moment or was there a moment that you actually had that clarity that this is, this is it for you? Yes. Well, after doing B school, and looking at what I love to do and doing the Weight Watchers and then I did the plant-based um, certification straight after around 2015 and breaking up with my Weight Watchers members who I had seen lose so much weight and we were each other's uh, besties in a way with them through divorces and, you know, just childhood dramas of their kids going through stuff that, Mm. Uh, I was a part of their lives that they were a part of mine that when I had to come to say to them actually I'm moving to do my own thing that was a really hard moment for me but it was the start of this dedication to doing this as a business and uh, gosh it hasn't been an easy ride Kelly like it's it's just been a monster <laughs> in a way where I just so much self-doubt and, and I always had a backup plan. Like I always had my really high paying corporate career that I could fall back on. And so a few years ago, I burned the boats and decided that I wasn't going to, to work and do that anymore. I was going to do my business full time, but mm -hmm. I actually wasn't. There was a lot of things missing for me at that point. Um, but mostly it wasn't like how to do the business. It was all me stuff it was all mindset it was all self lack of and it, it it that was really all it came I was totally getting my in my own way and so I got a year and a half off and not you know look at it as a totally negative thing it was a really good thing in the way that I decided that I was going to be completely consistent and have discipline around blogging because Back then, I thought that that was the way that I needed to raise my stakes and prove to myself and my community that I was worthy of talking about the subject. So I just committed to blogging every week over that time. And I won three awards on my website. Amazing. Vegan uh, website at the time. It was great. But something happened in me and I realized that it was all a farce. And I wasn't earning any money despite the, the content and the awards and I was going to have to go back to a day job to get some certainty of income. So 
I actually just shut down the website. I can, much to the disappointment of my <laughs> web designer and friend back then, I she went to log into it one day and said, why can't I find your website? It's all been taken down. I said, I just, I've taken it all down. I, I, uh, I just crumbled and I knew that content was one thing, but monetizing was mm. more important because that was going to actually serve the business and I had nothing coming in, but I, I had great, good, you know, good content and lots of awards, but where was the money? I had nothing to show for it because I wasn't actually trying to sell anything. I didn't have a product that would help people. Yeah. Um, I hoped that I was helping me in my content, but the biggest thing I took away from that was I had a story that I was telling myself that I couldn't ask for money and help people at the same time. There was mm. a conflict. Okay. And a lot of that, I realize now came from my modeling. My mum was very, um, she was very giving in our upbringing. She gave to everybody and took nothing in return. And as a result, we had a rough upbringing as a single mum raising two kids, you know, like there was nothing mm. there. There was no income and she ended up having to work two jobs. And so I sort of role modeled my mum and thinking I just have to give, 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 give. And I should not, as the good girl, ask for any money in return. And it really wasn't until I discovered and fell upon NLP that that all started to change for me. Okay. So, Can you, so, so what, yeah. so just for our, our listeners and so forth, what is N, uh, NLP? So NLP isn't natural language processing, which is the buzz phrase going around. It's um, neuro-linguistic programming. So neuro is of the brain, linguistic is of the language, and programming are the stories that we repeat in ourselves over time as we've learned them. Okay. So it's, um, it's really, I guess, if I could explain it in a, a simple way, it's about mastering control of your mind because it is the mind that runs almost everything we do in our day-to-day lives mm. and when you know in in my you know last 16 months or so of being in the virtual space myself like i've seen a lot of businesses come and go and a lot of them crumble where they like you they had great content they had great passion they had great ideas but their mindset just crippled them so I mean now that you've gone through that do you have any um, regrets or any um, anything that you wish you could have done differently in hindsight oh so many (laughs) Uh, a lot of us you know I've spent I've spent I think I think I opened my group in 20 15 or something like that and I've never asked them for a dime like um I look at that and I I I just think wow the mindset was so different back then you know it was just all about give 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 and it wasn't until I came across a guy called Naveen Jain and I'm not sure if you've heard of him no I haven't but yeah check him out he he rubs shoulders with Richard Branson and all those guys these days but he's just such a glorious human being and I came across a podcast with him and he 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 told me about this concept of profitable philanthropy mm-hmm. and when I heard when I heard that as an idea that was okay because that's what he did and he was successful at it 
I remember coming back from the grocery store, listening to that podcast, and I just burst into tears because finally somebody had said it was okay to give and to earn money from it. Uh, mm. And that was really kind of tied in with my NLP where I had learned that that it is okay to value your worth. It is okay to ask for money, particularly when, when we're in the wellness business and the, the health and wellness business. There seems to be this charitable, compassionate side of us that feels that it, you know, it's not really a business. It's just the way that we've come to know and it's just okay to give it all to, away to people. And we want to do that. Like that's our, that's our biggest cause. We want to give, but we actually need the resources to be able to keep giving. Well, that's the thing, isn't level. it? Like the, the, the time and the investment that's involved to actually give quality and support your clients or consumers, whatever they're called, to continue to grow and develop like that that takes a lot of time money and resources and then you've also got your day-to-day living as well so it it is a different mindset and mind shift from where our parents and our parents parents grew up where like I know my grandparents are of the mindset like they and I would as well like literally they would give their shirt to a stranger and not even ask any questions like and leave themselves there you know out in the cold that's just sort of how things used to be done and it it still is to an extent but it's times are a little bit different now as well with the shift to like the online space and how you can turn passions and dreams into jobs whereas before it was purely like a brick and mortar type setup so yeah definitely moving your mindset and and you know appreciating that you are worthy and you don't actually need someone else's um someone else to state that for it to be true like that's a huge thing absolutely and i got a lot out of the first podcast actually that i heard that you did kelly with um that beautiful woman where she talked about the tip that she got was to write down i think it was 108 reasons why what you're promoting what you're selling what you're offering is better than you know what the value that yeah. it brings is better than yeah. your competitors and yeah, you know in a way yes and that's what i do now with uh, my nlp clients who want to or even in hypnotherapy who want a, a different result for what, what they're getting and i task them with writing down some sometimes it's writing down a lot of what they don't believe so somebody wanting to quit cigarettes will write down a hundred reasons how that's standing in the way of your health and well-being you know it, it's it seems like such a uh tedious like bart simpson writing on the chalkboard of life yeah. Yeah. i will not do this but there is a power to it whether that's in running your own business and realizing your worth or wanting to change a bad habit that you have. It's, mm. it's really associating pain, you know, and seeing the benefit of the change. And if we can do that, we get leverage on the problem. And that's when we feel compelled to change. And I think that's when things all started to change for me was when I started imploring these NLP uh, strategies and realizing you know what, I can profit and it's okay because I've got a big message. And you know what, the biggest, the biggest takeout was, it's not about me, it's about them. So if I ever have exactly. to think about 
do I want to get on a Facebook Live? You know, do I want to offer them anything? Do I want to do this or do that in my business? It's like, it's not about what you're looking like, Gab, if your hair's right, if you've got makeup on or how you're standing <laughs> or if you're, you know, got your shit together. It's actually about is what I'm telling somebody going to help them with a problem that they can solve? You know, is, is it going to be helpful? And yeah, that really changed everything. That whole, I want to serve you, not I need to be okay and perfectionist in myself. It's all about my clients. And when I ever feel that I'm holding back, I have to go, is this a me thing? <laughs> yeah. you know am I standing in my own way and that really helped as well yeah yeah I've always been of that yeah of the one of the favorite things that I like to reflect on as well is like you know it, it is all about the client and it is all about the customer because without them there is no reason for the business to exist so yeah definitely when I have the same situation like lives I've started doing again just this week because I really can't handle being in front of the camera. That's just not me. Hence the podcast that suits me a lot better. But, <laughs> um, but you know, I have to keep saying that like nobody's going to care about what you look like on the live. It's the value that you're giving. It's the showing up. It's the consistency. That's what matters. So, you know, you've got to focus on that rather than, than on, on what's going on inside your head because what's going on inside your head is obviously, you know, not always right. Absolutely. And master your mind, you'll master your life and your business. It really yeah. is so true. And so when I came back from doing my master's in NLP, stuff was happening that my fingers were writing these commitments that I didn't even consciously put thought to. It was like, I'm going to travel. I'm coming nationwide. I'm going to come and see you guys. I'm going to give you so much value and you will, you will come and you will learn. And I, one morning I remember waking up and seeing that, that I had written that <laughs> I had made that commitment and the old Gab showed up for just a fraction of a second. And she went, who are you to be doing this? Who, who do you think you are that you can travel to remote locations that people are going to come and pay money and see you? Who do you think you are? And that was the old voice, the old me. And she just got in there for a second and it yep. was squashed straight away. Like um, the power of NLP, like I was doing stuff, even consciously aware that I was doing it. It really, like I hadn't, there was just no doubt. I had no fears and no doubt. And I still don't, like I'm still committed to doing those things. And, um, and you used kicked to talk old to gap about, to the like, curb. Yes, and what people about, I'm going to change and how are you going to do it? I used to be such a, an idiot. You know, I used to think, yeah, who am I? They're right. They're asking me that question to, to put me back in my box. But really, they were asking me that question to be inspired themselves. And yes. Because that's what everybody actually, they relate to your energy. And I realized that. I just need to keep this going and, you know, because I can, I will, and I must. And those are the only three things now that, that I believe is that if I can, I will, and I must. So Exactly, exactly. So what does the, the future hold for you, Gab? 
Well, uh, as I mentioned, I'm going on tour, which sounds ridiculous to say it because I'm not a musician. No, it's not (laughs) um, ridiculous. Mindset, mindset. (laughs) Oh, mindset's all good. But um, when you say you're going on tour, I think I need a new word for it. So I'm going to be visiting people and doing workshops uh, in different aspects of the country. Uh, We'll be visiting a few places and... um, you know, what I've learned through doing this plant-based um, coaching for a while now is it's not just about the food. It's about so much more. It's about your goals, your mindset, what's going on at home for you. Like I once had this coaching client who um, I was giving her all the tools and knowledge I had in order to eat healthy. And she was all uh, eliminating animal foods. But mm her relationship was in the dog box like it took a while to find the root cause of the problem and the root cause wasn't that she didn't know how because we were were tackling that it was that her uh fiance at the time um he supported being i guess emotionally abusive and yeah he started emotionally eating because of that and there was a lot of things that happened as a result and so we realized that we need to turn tact and it was no longer about giving you meal plans and support around the food it was actually about let's talk about relationships and so these workshops with women are not just going to be about how you can eat better get a kick-ass body and look fucking amazing it's actually (laughs) going to be about what else is going (laughs) Probably not supposed to swear, Kelly. No, it's um, fine. It's fine. It's also, <laughs> we all do. It's also going to be. <laughs> it's also going to be about you know what's going on in other aspects of your life. How are your relationships? How's your career going? Because I also know that if you're doing a job that you really don't like and doesn't serve you and doesn't light you up, how that can overflow, spill over into other areas of your life, especially your eating and your healthy habits. So. We look at it all and it's a holistic approach to eating healthy. If you don't want to get rid of animal products, that's completely fine. Uh, As you know, we've got a lot of women in the group currently that we can all agree that we're healthier if we eat more plants. So it's all about how do we eat more plants, Mm. but also what else is going on in our lives to help support that. And maybe there's some bigger fish to fry pardon the pun, in order no, yeah. to, to support their health. Yeah, I do have to say, I am, I have been a part of other like um, vegan and vegetarian groups because I've dabbled with the idea for a while and my sister and my mum have been vegetarian for a while as well. Um, but I've never come across a group quite like yours where there are some really um, like solid, purely plant-based people but there is absolutely no judgment on anyone or anything. So you could go in there and just go, you know what? I just want to increase my veggies. I don't necessarily want to cut out meat completely, but that's okay because we're just there to support you live a healthier, happier life. So definitely hats off to you for creating such a amazing and supportive culture within that group. Well, thanks Kelly. Cause so many where it used to be called vegan, but, I quickly changed it when I realized like how critical vegans um, can be. And yes, I'm a vegan. Like I, I bring the ethical into it. Yeah. There used to be people in groups where they would say, oh, I've got chicken, 
Um, I love that. I love my chickens. And is it okay that I eat their eggs? And that would just get such like this holocaust of negativity from uh, said vegans that would just say that's that would just completely override the whole loving aspect of that culture and that movement where mm. it became like how could you do that how could you even think to us like whoa hang on we're all kind of forgetting here that we once used to eat meat and not even give a shit so yeah um, yeah this is totally for people who were like me 10 years ago who who were interested and curious i call it plant curious we're plant curious <laughs> we don't really know what what it involves do we have to eliminate honey like where's the lines of coming up by a leather book um yep. what the hell is the deal and this is a safe place for people to come and ask questions without judgment anybody who even answers in a tone that i don't like is is gone skis there yeah not, it's not happening yeah no i i i definitely agree like it, it's been great because i've been slowly doing it myself and i know that i put my hand up i've been asking some really just random questions here and there but uh, the information and support i've been getting has been great so you know it's definitely a great community so where can people find this um community gab to join and become a part of it if that if they feel like that's something that might interest them yeah, absolutely, Kelly. They can come to uh, facebook.com slash, I think we are plant body soul. Um, I've got to check. I've changed my name a couple of times around the whole vegan thingy. But um, yeah, plant body soul is, is where you'll find uh, us in the community or just um, even if you type into Facebook, plant body solution, you should find us. Okay. And so the tour, obviously, just for our listeners, because I know we've got some of them overseas, it's, it's, a, it's a tour that's coming up around Australia. Um, you may expand it overseas, depending on the success, possibly. Um, but um, I'm guessing that dates for that will be posted in your group as well. Absolutely. The dates are looking at September at the moment, which isn't too far away. So, you know, Kelly, I've chucked in my nine to five job yes. uh, so i'm actually going to be able to focus on this full time which will be the first time ever well apart from that year off that i had where i just didn't really know we'll, we'll call that an eight um, and it finding yourself year and a half we won't call that yeah <laughs> it was <laughs> so i'll be taking that time off really soon which uh end of july so i'm thinking of um touring in september and the dates will be posted in the group and we're doing Sydney, Adelaide, Gold Coast and is there, uh, may expand to Perth. We've got some questions around Sunshine Coast. Yeah, and then definitely overseas. Like it just all depends on how it goes. But like I say, the biggest thing that I'm realizing is it's not just about the food. We're not like going to be making plant-based food at this stuff, um, at these events. These events are going to be so much more powerful than that it's all going to be around getting into the mindset and realizing what else is going on in your life that might be stopping you and might have stopped you from living the kind of life and body and health that you actually really want so uh, this is just the stepping stone to to getting what you want out of life 
Amazing. That that's absolutely brilliant. And for those that are interested in the NLP and the coaching that you do on that, can they also contact you via Facebook? They absolutely can. Uh, GabrielleOlga.com is is there ready to be released really soon with all of this information around the events. Uh, and you can private message me, Gabrielle Olga, or via the group. Like there's uh, no reasons why you can't find me these days online. It's going to be amazing. And I look forward to connecting with every person because that is the biggest thing that I actually miss through the online business. And one of the reasons why I'm heading out to go and connect with people interstate is that I just can't run a business sitting behind my computer screen. I need no. to, you know, I need to, to, I'm very touchy feely. I need to hug you. I need to see <laughs> your beaming face. I need to just uh, be a part of your journey and, and hear from you. And that's what this is all about. This is why I'm not just going to do a cookie cutter online business. It's, it's really getting back to the roots and and getting to know what you need yeah and creating stuff for you excellent well i look forward to seeing you on the tour obviously um but for those of you that are interested like gab said jump on it's uh plant body soul um or if you search plant body solution you'll also be able to find it and yeah i will also post the links up on our facebook um honestly her page so that it's easy for you to find gab and yeah thank you so much for coming on gab it was amazing to chat with you and find out the backstory behind your group that yeah i've been a part of for a while and absolutely love and hopefully we can get a lot of like-minded women um and men or however it is um in that group and then yeah the tour should be amazing thank you kelly thank you for having me anytime Thanks for listening to Honestly Her. Join us for our next episode when you'll gain more information, ideas, and motivation. Follow the podcast on Facebook for special offers and more episodes at facebook.com slash honestlyher.